Today is the 15th day of August. I am Denise. Welcome to PsalmsCast and greetings to a new week. It's good to be here with you today. What a pleasure and honor it is each and every day to come in from whatever we're doing and to center ourselves, orientate ourselves to God through the gift of His Word. It's a brand new week. We'll be reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible this week, and our journey into the book of Psalms takes us to Psalm 15, Psalm 45, Psalm 75, Psalm 105, and Psalm 135. So let's just take a brief moment to ask the Lord to be our focus and to be our guide. Father in heaven, we come humbly into this moment in time to seek you. We desire to draw near to you, to experience your mercy and your grace in the midst of our lives. We ask that you would pour into our lives your truth. And we are desperate, Lord. We are desperate to experience peace and to experience joy, peace and joy that comes and is an outpouring from you in our life. So we open our hearts and our minds to you. We ask that you would be transforming our life from these living words from the inside out. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 15 Who shall dwell on your holy hill? A psalm of David. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Psalm 45 Your throne, O God, is forever. My heart overflows with a pleasant theme. I dress my verses to the king. My tongue is like a pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride out victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awesome deeds. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. The people fall under you. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has appointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold from Ophir. Listen, O daughter, and consider, and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Since he is your lord, bow to him. 
The people of Tyre will seek your favor with gifts, the riches of the people. All glorious is the princess in her chamber, with robes interwoven with gold. In many colored robes she is led to the king, with her virgin companions following behind her. With joy and gladness they are led along as they enter the palace of the king. In place of your fathers shall be your sons. You will make them princes in all the earth. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore nations will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 75 God will judge with equity. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks, for your name is near. We recount your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it is I who keep steady its pillars. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high or speak with a haughty neck. For not from the east or from the west, nor from the wilderness comes lifting up, but it is God who executes judgment, putting one down and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine well mixed. He pours out from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to its dregs. I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. Psalm 105 Tell of all His wondrous works. O give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that He has done, His miracles and the judgments He uttered. O offspring of Abraham, His servant, children of Jacob, His chosen ones, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers His covenant forever the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When they were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, From one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. When he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, Until what he had said came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. 
He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them and miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark. They did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and fiery lightning bolts throughout their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, young locusts without number, which devoured all the vegetation in their land and ate up the fruit of their ground. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their strength. Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out with joy his chosen ones with singing, and he gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil, that they might keep his statutes and observe his law. Praise the Lord. Psalm 135 Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does, in heaven and on earth in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise on the end of the earth, who brings lightning for the rain and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. He it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and of beast, who is in your midst, O Egypt, sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh and all his servants, who struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to his people Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renowned, O Lord, throughout all ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. 
They have ears but do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion. He who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. We are officially at the halfway point of this month's journey to read the entire book of Psalms in just 30 days. 75 chapters have been read as of today, and before us over the next 15 days are the other 75 chapters. And just a reminder as to how we find our reading choice for each day in order to complete the whole book within 30 days. Each day, we first find the psalm that matches the day of the month. Then we skip 30 chapters forward four times, which meant that today, what we were going to explore and what we did explore was Psalm 15, Psalm 45, Psalm 75, Psalm 105, and Psalm 135. Today, in two of the psalms, we heard history of what God the Almighty had accomplished for His chosen people. It is the story of how God spoke to one man, Abraham, and he made a covenant, an everlasting promise. God called Abraham to leave everything from the pagan place where he was living, sort of like where we live today, and that he was was to go to Canaan. There was no moving van, cars, trucks, or any other fast-moving ways to move from one place to another. Where Abraham had been living was a thriving metropolitan location with buildings and comforts, like we have today. And God called Abraham to pack up his family and head out on camels or mules. And many of the people of his household probably walked on foot. They lived in tents, and the areas they were traveling through was not lush or pleasant. Every day was a day of striving to survive. But Abraham heard God, and he believed that God had a plan for his life and the people who were dependent on Abraham. So what is the point of all this ancient history? Oh, friends, it is so critical in the times and in the societies that we are living in today. Man has lifted up his horn his pride, his arrogance against the Lord. Man, as a grouping, have denied that God even exists. Many of the elite of the world today say, those who believe in God are just simpletons and fools. But only time is going to tell the truth. In the meantime, nations rise and fall. People have been beaten into believing lies about what is happening in the world and the source that can actually keep them safe. This whole pandemic thing has been going on for more than 12 months. And that means that for more than, I think it's 500 days, we have been assaulted verbally, visually, every single day with a narrative, a narrative that is played over and over and that stokes fear in the hearts of people. Instead of trusting God for our safety, people have 
literally been subdued to believing the lies about what is happening in the world and the source that will keep them safe. What we are seeing happening in our governments and in the media that supports and spreads their narrative is this, do as we tell you or else, else what? Just look at the restrictions being placed on those who are not pulling up their sleeves. Yes, I have not submitted to that protocol either. And there are several reasons. One, I'm recovering from a brain injury. And two, I have autoimmune diseases and the protocol has shown negative, yes, adverse reactions. The risk is just too high. And by the way, did you know that this protocol is experimental? Yes, as of right this minute, the FDA did not deem this protocol is safe for human use. It was pushed forward as an emergency use authorization, EUA. People were freaking out and they wanted a savior from possible death. And the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control and the governments around the world provided something that was experimental and that was not even tested rigorously on animals before being given to humans. Okay, those are the facts. But people are scared, whipped into a frenzy by the news narratives and the political posturing and medical mindset. Instead of falling on their faces and begging God's mercy and grace, they hid out in homes, they wore masks in their cars and while walking down the street, they used all kinds of toxins on their hands to supposedly kill germs, and they pulled up their sleeves for the one-size-fits-all injection. Okay, just stay with me for a second. Puzzle me this. What medicine or procedure is good for all ages, all weights, and all lifestyles? Something that you can give the same dose to a 65-pound child or a 400-pound person. Something that would have the exact same response on a 12-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 50-year-old, or an 80-year-old. Even over-the-counter solutions have different instructions for weight and age, but not so this one-size-fits-all solution to the 2020 problem. It is very frightening, in my opinion, that we as modern world people, with technology literally at our fingertips, in our pockets, have forgotten the lessons that happened in 1930 in Europe And as people like me point to the history of how fear can change our brains and we can lose faith, the internet puppet masters are trying to rewrite history just as the masses who are tearing down monuments and say that we don't need to remember. Gustav Gilbert was an American psychiatrist, fluent in German, and he worked as a translator with the Nuremberg Tribunal and interviewed Goring in the days between his conviction and his suicide, Gilbert wrote a book in 1947 called Nuremberg Diary on the interviews with Goring and other Nuremberg defendants. Do you know your history? Do you know who Goring was? Field Marshal Goring was one of Hitler's earliest, longest-lasting associates 
a top German military figure during World War II and for the long time Hitler's designated successor. He was a highest-ranking Nazi to survive the war and be tried, convicted, and sentenced to death at the Nuremberg Tribunal. Gilbert asked Goring how it was possible to build and sustain public support for a war effort, especially in Germany, which had barely recovered from the still recent disaster of World War I. Here's Goring's response. Why, of course, the people don't want war. Goring shrugged. Why would some poor slob on a farm want to risk his life in a war when the best that he can get out of it is to come back to his farm in one piece? Naturally, the common people don't want war, neither in Russia nor in England nor in America, nor, for that matter, in Germany. That is understood. But after all, it is the leaders of the country who determine the policy, and it is always a simple matter to drag the people along, whether it's a democracy or a fascist dictatorship or a parliament or a communist dictatorship. There is one difference, Gilbert pointed out, In a democracy, the people have some say in the matter through their elected representatives, and in the United States, only Congress can declare wars. Oh, that is all well and good, replied Goring. But voice or no voice, the people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. It is easy. All you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same way in any country. Yes, it does matter. History matters. And that is the purpose of reading the Psalms that point to God's faithfulness and man's unfaithfulness to God. Every single day, we have to choose what we listen to, what we allow to affect our minds, our hearts, our motives, and our actions. God's truth or man's twisted lies. I am not saying that I'm anti-vax. I'm saying I'm pro-choice. I get to choose what happens to my body because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. God gave me charge over it, and I have to make choices and decisions. I don't want that freedom to choose to be taken from me. I think it's very important that we remember this truth, and we heard it today in Psalm 75. God will bring forth judgment at the appointed time. Yeah, so when that moment comes, which side do I want to be standing on? As for me and those who are in my house, those living under my roof, we choose to follow the Lord. And yes, the verse that we do cling to throughout this whole situation with choice or no choice is the this it's first corinthians it's chapter six or do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify your god with your body father we welcome this new week And we invite you into it fully this week to know and to be known by you, to walk with you in relationship, and to have wonderful conversations with you. 
to spend time together with you in everything that we do. You are invited. In everything that we say, you are invited. In all of the postures of our heart, we welcome you. Come, Jesus, into this. Holy Spirit, fill us and dwell us. We give you access to all that we are, our mind, our body, our will, everything that is in our hearts. Come, we greet this week with great anticipation for all that you will speak to us through your word and by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray that as the days go by in this week, we continually find ourselves changed more and more into your likeness and reflect your glory into this world because of that. We love you. We love you so much. Come. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. We do have a prayer update from Ralph and Stella. The therapy rehab facility is still on lockdown because of the outbreak. As a result, the family has decided to transition Ralph to in-home care. And that will take place, God willing, this Wednesday. Ralph is scheduled currently to be transported home on Wednesday, and they will have an around-the-clock nurse until Saturday. Ralph has experienced severe challenges with his ability to produce urine by himself. He will be seeing a specialist on Thursday. And yes, Stella is overwhelmed and finding it difficult to relax and to rest in preparation for Ralph to come home and to step in the role of caregiver for her recovering spouse. So let's just keep praying that God will meet every single need that this couple has. On that personal note, yes, I know that the podcast is getting out here late today and I apologize. One downside of this recovery process from a brain injury is the ability ability to stay ahead of the curve with life's happenings. By this, I mean being mentally and physically prepared for events that I have on my calendar while striving to manage normal life happenings like caring for myself, dealing with meals for our home, laundry, taming the dust bunnies and clutter, and the garden, which has been my place of rest and joy. Sometimes my brain just short circuits and I don't follow what I know I should do. And yes, last week, it really impacted the podcast because each podcast that is created takes up multiple gigabytes of the computer's hard drive. And so the more that I leave out there on the laptop, the slower and slower the computer runs. And this last week, it hit overload and was spinning the circle of death as our techno son refers to it. No one wants to be faced with that spinning circle of I'm doing something, but it took me three days to realize why I kept getting the spinning circle of death throughout while I was doing the podcast. So yesterday, I took the time, I sat down, and I archived all the things that needed to get off this hard drive and get on to a backup hard drive that is separate from this computer. Hopefully, that will make it a lot easier to produce the podcast. 
Oy, so many things just to keep track of, but such is life. So if you desire to connect with PsalmsCast to share your thoughts, to ask questions, to request prayer, or to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States, you can use WhatsApp to connect, and that number is one 470-240-1509. You can also make a connection through social media. Psalms Cast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. And that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.